When I discover who I am, I'll be free. Ralph Ellison, Invisible Man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to You Know What To Do. In the peace with Netta, I'm your host, Netta. And today's segment of the podcast is about awareness, self-awareness. And what is awareness? Awareness is knowledge and understanding that something exists or is happening. And I just want to go over the quote for a second. When he says, when I discover who I am, when you have that self-knowledge, you'll be free. Your mom will be free. It'll be free from who you thought you were. When you do the work and you really start peeling back the layers and taking off those masks, You know that person that you are in the dark. The person that you don't show everyone. Yeah. That authentic self. That inner child. That's that's who you are. So. I became self-aware. And. Around 2013, um, I really started doing the work around 2014, the deep inner work. I was starting to get triggers, you know, once I started on the surface level, when I started looking in the mirror and doing introspection and realizing that my self-esteem was shot, I didn't love myself, um... I had a I had weak boundaries. Um, I was looking for acceptance because I had a lot of abandonment issues from childhood. I had controlling issues, but I didn't even realize that until a little later on. And I was scared to be vulnerable. I was longing for love, but I didn't know how to because I didn't know how to communicate effectively. And I would be emotionally, like, unattached. Like, I wouldn't express my feelings. You would have to express your feelings to me first. And... But then I would get attached too quick, you know, if that makes sense. And I wouldn't show my feelings because I was so afraid to be hurt. And having these defense mechanisms that I needed to tear down and... um I just had these defense mechanisms up. I didn't really trust people. I didn't even trust myself. And I was very defensive. Very defensive. Um, Yeah. And that... That helped me down for a long time. Um... 
And I, I had to tear down those walls because they weren't serving me anymore. And they had served me for so long that I had to question and challenge myself because it was a cycle, you know, going on. And I had to, you know, it was a toxic cycle. It served me for however long it served me, which was a long time because I didn't realize it. And I had to ask myself, when did it start or when did I think it started? And how was it showing up in my life? And it was showing up in every aspect of my life and all my relationships, um, especially the boundaries one. I had some weak boundaries, and it was with family and friends and in my relationships. And um, I was an overgiver, you know. I was always trying to help everybody and hold everybody down. But then when it wasn't reciprocated, I was looking like, what the hell is going on? So when you're overgiving, you're expecting something. Not saying that I didn't really have true intentions in my heart of not helping people. No, I did, you know, but it was too much. I was putting too much on myself. And then when people, if I told people no, I was kind of like scared to tell people no. I said yes when I wanted to say no. And then when I eventually started saying no, people was getting their attitude. I was just like, okay, oh, that's fine. You know, I had to learn, like, at first it wasn't fine. At first I was like, like, what, what are you getting your attitude for, you know, or... It's like, well, you always used to do it before, so why you can't do it now? You know, that type of attitude. And I had to just, like, shut it down and put boundaries. And I lost, you know, friendships and stopped talking to family members because people wasn't understanding the new boundaries, you know. And um, when you do that and you become aware you don't get your attitude and be like, well, these are my boundaries now. No, you have to actually sit down because you teaching these people, you know, how to treat you. And I was tr- teaching people how to cross my boundaries. And it was like now that I was expressing how I felt, it was just like... I felt like what I said didn't matter to some people or they couldn't respect it because it's like, well, it's been this long. So I, I just was shut down, you know, shut it down or just wouldn't talk to those people no more. Or, you know, I have to take care of myself and I'll just meet those people where they at. You know, I had to learn to take the high road, and that, that took me a minute, you know, because um, I, I, at that time, I was just cutting people off left and right, like, oh, okay, no problem, cut you off, and wouldn't feel nothing about it. I could walk, we could talk one day, you could be, we could be going out, you could be my friend, and 
if you piss me off or something really went down and I feel like I have to cut you off, I could walk right past you in the street. Like, stare you dead in the eye and keep it moving. And it wouldn't bother me. You know, like, it wouldn't bother me. Because it, I felt like that would stop me from getting my feelings hurt, you know, to feel that emotion. Not saying that I don't, I never cared or anything. It was just, that was my defense mechanism. So, when I first started <laughs> learning to love myself and dealing with the triggers and just all this pain, it was kind of hard to really understand it because I was like, okay, I'm aware of what the issue is. I acknowledge it. Now I'm going to heal it. And healing takes time. Some things take longer than others. And my thing was, I I didn't like to feel pain. I, I didn't like to feel my emotions. I didn't like to cry. If I cried or if somebody ever made me cry, I was holding on to that. Like, my pains, especially my pains in my past and my childhood, I held on. And I held on till like, recently. Um, no, I'm going through another spiritual awakening as well. And I had a breakthrough, you know, recently that I still was holding on to some things in the past. And, um, I didn't even, first of all, I wasn't trusting myself to trust other people. Um, I just, I was so angry with myself for allowing myself to be hurt and having certain people in my life or not saying certain things, you know, or expressing how I feel and being angry sometimes or taking a higher road because sometimes I... I was like, you know what? I should have hurt that person's feelings. Like, not even hurt their feelings, but I should have cussed that person out. But yeah, that could have hurt their feelings, you know? Or I should have just stayed away. And I was just, I don't know what I was going through for like the past month. And I, I'm being so honest. I've just been doing a whole lot of self introspection but I wasn't doing it compassionately you know like I would tell everybody else and for like the past month I'll say two months I've really been my emotions been like a seesaw and um I come to the conclusion (laughs) in my breakthrough that That was, you know, my last bit of letting go because I really wasn't mad at nobody. I was mad at myself. I wasn't forgiving myself. And it was hard for me to forgive. It was really hard, even through my first awareness when, you know, I did realize 
I had a lack of self-esteem and I didn't love myself. I was still angry. I was angry at things in the past of my childhood. And it seemed like recently it had came up, back up, you know. I was mad at exes. Um, and I was mad at just things not going right and just thinking in my mind, like, just negative thinking and it's like things was like running in my mind, like repeating in my mind and I was doing a negative self-talk, everything I would tell people not to do. And it was just coming out to my external. And I'm like, oh shoot, like, Netta, like what's going on? Like what's coming up? And I'm meditating and I'm meditating and I hear my inner my higher self was like feel these emotions like for the past two months I've been crying and crying and crying I I don't think I ever cried so much in my life <laughs> because I actually been feeling my emotions before when I was doing my healing I would, you know, not saying that I never cried, but I'd be like, okay, this is what it is. And I acknowledge it. And just keep it moving. I wasn't really feeling the emotion because I didn't like to be, be vulnerable, you know. And vulnerability is strength. And um, I learned that, you know, being in this last relationship that I was in. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that didn't work out because it was unrequited love. It was one-sided. But I'm glad that it happened because I really had to learn to love myself. I really had to learn to love myself. And... I'm talking about the most recent one. Well, last year. It, everything ended. But um, the person didn't even love themselves. So, But I became aware of a lot of things. But I was angry at myself because I felt like I held on to the situation for too long when... I seen the signs, and I knew that that's not what I wanted. And it seemed like I was about to settle for something that I didn't even want because I just felt like my, I, I, I couldn't even tell you all the way, like, <laughs> but I was really, I really cared and loved that person. And um, that's the first time I can really say that I really felt like I was in love with someone. And um, when I should have been in love with myself. And that was the lesson that I learned that instead of trying to look for love outside of myself and looking for acceptance outside of myself. 
and um, I didn't realize I, the, the symptoms of what I was doing, you know, me being a business owner and an entrepreneur and me being an energy healer and teaching other women tools to self-heal. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was for me to learn to really love myself unconditionally, you know, and not love myself with condition, not love myself when this happens or if I do this, you know. I really became aware of all of that. And just, ah, yeah, I really became aware of all of that. And um, just being emotional and being able to be vulnerable because, yeah, I want to be married and have children. And how am I supposed to do that if I'm not going to be vulnerable and be receptive to other people's love, you know, or be open to truly love because love is not manipulation. Love is vulnerability and being open. Yes, you may get your feelings hurt, but you can't be scared to have your feelings hurt, you know, and... I came to realization that, you know, the next relationship that I'm in, it won't be that type of pain because that wasn't true love, you know? So that wasn't love, period. And um, I had to learn that. And... It taught me a lot about myself because I learned to take the high road and instead of blaming him for everything, you know, I wasn't taking accountability for his actions, but I took the high road because hurt people hurt people and I had to learn that He don't even love himself. I don't think he like himself. And, you know, talking to him and listening to what people say and listening to what he was saying and listening to his childhood, I just was saying to myself, it don't even make sense for you to play the victim role and point fingers because you played your part. Secondly, it don't make sense for you to hurt him even more because he expects you to hurt him. He expects you to curse him out. He don't expect you to be nice or to take the high road, you know? And it wasn't that I was just being nice. It was that I took the high road. I choose not to tear him down and 
calling out his name and things of that nature. Because I was just like, yo, I'm going to just be on the same level as you and me. And you ain't even on the same level, you know. So I learned that as well. And at the end of the day, he has to live with himself for the rest of his life, you know. And um, I actually eventually felt bad for him because he don't even know where to begin with the healing process of his own wounds, you know. And some people, you know, will never heal because they so comfortable with being who they are, they don't want to change because that means they gotta take that mask off and show people who they really are, and people are scared of that. And that's why people, some people do the things that they do. You know, some people join gangs and call themselves gangsters, and you know, just put on this front for other people. And do things for others to have respect for them or, you know, they just don't have it for themselves. And I definitely understand that, you know. Um, I used to try to, like, please people to a certain extent or just look for acceptance, you know. Especially my parents at one point, but that was like over and done with for a while. So, um, and that just stemmed from childhood. And yeah, I just was aware of a lot of habits that I had, which was very toxic. And I had to dispel the lies that I was holding on to because they was only defense mechanisms that created illusions. So from being aware, I had to learn to take accountability and realize what was contributing to the habits that was keeping the cycle going what conversations I needed to have with myself and others, you know, that was involved. What was my triggers when it came to these habits, the routines, the conversations that continued the cycles? What was the next steps I was willing to take? Um, was I comfortable with this cycle? You know, we... It's a lot of things that we do out here um, in our everyday lives that we don't feel like, or we're not even aware of, you know, how we respond to people. You always got an attitude, or if somebody always say something to you, you always defensive, or if somebody say something to you, you always got to scream or yell, or you just always angry, you always mad, or you always got to say something snarky, or you're passive-aggressive, or you project what you feel about yourself on others, 
you know, everybody at one point did it, and a lot of people did it. You know, our parents did it to us growing up, and their parents did it to them. And that's why a lot of people have low self-esteem or, you know, feel some type of way about themselves or either they'll be like, oh, well, my mother did it, my father did it, so I picked it up and I do it. And it it could be that wrong. It could just be a habit, a saying, or just a reaction or and a person will never think to check themselves or research the information or just really think about what they're saying. They're just repeating. And when you're an adult, you're responsible for every aspect of your life, you know. And you're responsible for reprogramming your mind. You're responsible for being the best version of yourself. And some people don't want to take that responsibility and they're okay with pointing fingers and saying, oh, you made me do this. Nobody can't make you do anything, you know. Um, we're responsible for our own happiness, you know. Somebody can add to your happiness and your joy, but you're responsible. You're responsible for loving yourself. Somebody can add to the self-love that you have and add love to your life. And that's a beautiful thing. And it has to be unconditional love, you know. And become aware of how we're treating each other, how you're treating your spouse, how you're treating your kids, how you're treating yourself, how you're treating your parents, your friends, you know, how you're treating your employees or your co-workers, your business colleagues, just everybody, how you treat your neighbor, people in the store, people in the street, you know. We need to treat each other better. We need to be more aware of how we treat each other and most of all how we treat ourselves because most of the time we treat each other how we treat ourselves. You know, it's a projection of how people feel about themselves. And a lot of times, people's self-esteem is shot. And people don't mean it. You know, people don't even realize it. And, but you got to become aware. You got to, you have to. Awareness is key. Awareness is key. And accountability, once you become aware, boom, accountability and responsibility. You have to do something about it. If you know something is wrong and you don't do anything about it, that's just like suicide. That's like suicide. And some people are okay with that, you know, but eventually they're going to have to face themselves in the mirror. They're going to break down. And this is how people be having anxiety attacks, sometimes depression. And I know because I've had depression before. And it's like you're 
you're fighting yourself. And that is like one of the worst feelings I have ever experienced. To be fighting myself and be in my own way. No. That's just your soul fighting to get you on the right path. But, um, yeah, awareness is key. And we really need to be aware of the truths in our life and the fallacies. And really, really see what the truth are and what the fallacies are. Because something that happened in childhood and you think your parents or that person is going to react in the same way as an adult. So you don't ask the questions. You don't do what you feel like you want to do because you feel like somebody is going to scold you or say something about you. Or you feel like you're going to hear somebody complaining. Um, You shouldn't even care. Don't care. And it's okay if somebody don't support you. In this life, your parents, your your family, your friends, nobody don't have to support you. You have to support you. I mean, it's nice to have people to support you, but you don't, nobody is, um, is no mandatory support system. Nobody doesn't have to. It's a nice gesture. You know. And. We get. So caught up into. Looking. Outside of ourselves for acceptance. When we have to accept ourselves. That's another thing. You know. People out here. Doing things and living lives and careers so that they can be accepted, you know, and changing their bodies and acting certain ways and not even be they betraying themselves and not even being true to themselves because they want to be accepted. I, I see that in society. That's a big thing. Everybody wants to be accepted, you know. And the only thing you got to do is accept yourself. I think that's the best thing. But when you accept yourself, you ain't got to worry about nobody else saying nothing. Nobody else trying to, t- when somebody else try to project their fears and what they feel is about themselves on you, it's going to roll off your back because you could care Less what anybody feel or say or think about you. Because you are aware of who you are. So you're not going to even get caught up in that mental fuckery. Because you are a clear channel. You know, you you disciplining your mind for who you want to be. You know? You think very highly of yourself, and that's another thing. Become aware, but also think highly of yourself. I'm not saying be arrogant, because that's not nothing but insecurity. But be confident, and think highly of yourself. Know that you're supposed to be 
the best version of yourself. You're supposed to have everything that you want, you know. But you also got to break that down on what you want and why you want it. But anything that you, the best of the best, you deserve it. Why not? Why not? I mean, I, I remember saying that to an old friend, and he was looking at me like, what? I was like, yeah, think highly of yourself, you know, and me knowing this and going through what I've been through in the last two months. And it wasn't as if I wasn't thinking highly of myself. I was just going through the emerging, the the purging, should I say, and um, the emotions and purging my emotions and feeling my emotions because I really wasn't feeling them. I acknowledged them, but I wasn't feeling them, like I said before. So I had to reevaluate myself and how I'm going to live the rest of my life and just practice my self-care better, you know, because I became aware that I can't live the rest of my life like that. I won't be able to build the relationship and a relationship with myself will be weak. So, but yes, um, accountability, awareness, and just thinking highly of yourself. And know that self-care is prominent. Practice compassion with yourself and others. And occupy other aspects of your life. A lot of times we just focus on one aspect of our life. Don't have balance, you know. Um, like find out what you like to do. What what do you like to do? And I'm not talking about drinking and smoking and just partying, which I don't find it, nothing wrong. And I'm not judging anybody, but if you need alcohol or drugs to have fun, that's a problem. Um, how do you tap into your creativity? You know, what do you, do you like to write poetry? Do you want to play an instrument? Do you like dancing? Like, what, what do you like to do? You know, when you start becoming aware of Things in your life you like Oh I, I don't really like to do that Or I like to cook Like cooking for me I always like to cook But it's become even more therapeutic I picked up an instrument You know I'm teaching myself to play the guitar Because I love music You know um, I like to work with my hands I like to make things And make concoctions And make stuff like lotions and butters and things like that. So you start seeing what you like to do. You know, you start becoming aware of other hidden gifts and talents and everything just start, you know, falling into place. But you got to actually do the work and make those changes. And 
really make be accountable. Because when you're accountable and responsible for your life and you actually put that into action, it may sound like it sucks, but let me tell you, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Because you're conscious and you be present in, in what you're doing. You respond differently. Like, I don't be stressed out over nobody. Like, I don't be subscribing to nobody's issues at all. Not at all. If I'm subscribing to anybody's issues, it would be my own. And I keep that to the minimum. You know, I don't... When you purging, when I'm purging through my pains and things, I can say that's a time when I'm in my head. You know, when something emotional comes up. Because I'm still healing. You know, I learn from other people. And... But I just keep my mind, you know, I f- try to feed my mind good things. Like, I listen to Reverend Ike um, on YouTube a lot, and I have his books, and I have an MP3 by him. And he talks about disciplining your mind as well, and just being present and being aware. And that man is funny. But um, he's another teacher that I looked into and he's good he's good that man will tell you how to get money and you know spiritually and how it show up in your external life like yes he he's another great teacher and um yeah I just learned when I became more aware, I just learned more about myself and the things that I like and the things I don't like, which was good, you know. I became aware and started setting boundaries. And sometimes you got to, you know, reevaluate situations. After a while, like my first awakening, and going through my first layer of peeling, I, I tell y'all, I probably peeled off probably about 50, 60 layers already. And I'm going to continue peeling and peeling and peeling. And you reevaluate your life with compassion. And as you grow and you change, and you become aware of more things, you know. With new habits and new mindsets, things change. Things fall apart, and you got to rebuild. And that's how I'm seeing life is. You just got to master yourself. You become the master in your own life. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Instead of being on auto, autopilot and... Just passing on things to your kids and or just into your relationship or into your job. Like, become aware. Be aware of what you're doing. Be aware of how you're treating people. 
You know, I became aware of that as well. How I'm treating people, how I react, and just what I say. Because it's not always what you say is how you say it. And really questioning why I do the things I do. You know? And what makes you happy? How can you fulfill yourself and bring more joy into your life? You know? How can you add to other people's happiness that you're in relationships with, you know, and your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, family relationships? Or how can you remove yourself? You know, sometimes you got to let go of certain people, places, and things, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people are scared of as well. A lot of people scared to let go. And I was, too, because I thought, okay, I can controlless. Nope. I tell you that right now, that controlling, that letting go, that's a beautiful thing. Because that is a weight off my shoulder that... I would never want back on ever again. So, yeah. Letting go and just trying different things. Read books. Look at different, you know, motivational speakers. Pick up different habits. Just open up your mind. Become aware of so much stuff in this world. Eat a different food. Try different things. Walk home differently. Drive home differently. You know? Respond differently. Um, dress differently. Wear your hair differently. Color your hair. Cut your hair. Wear different nail polish, buy different sneakers, you know, wear different fitted scullies, whatever. Get a different haircut. Just try something different. Date different people. Date different types of people than the ones that you usually date, you know? Be yourself. Once you know who you are, just be yourself. That's the best way. Because then you will attract the right people that you need to be with. You find your tribe. So, yes, this is my segment on awareness. And I hope that this helps someone. My next segment will be coming up soon. And it's about ending cycles for new beginnings. And again, thank you, and I hope that this has helped someone. And you guys, I will talk to you later. Peace.